0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Amazing Race Rewind podcast, the podcast where we rewind back in time to watch the earliest seasons of the Amazing Race for the first time. My name is Andrew. And I'm Jill. And we're here to kick off season two of the show Woohoo! with our thoughts on the premiere episode of season two of the Amazing Race, airing March 11th, 2002.
1: Yeah, I will also add that this is the first time, I don't know if you guys were able to tell, but this is the first time we're recording in person, so... Last yeah. season, we recorded actually on two different continents. Um, I don't know if you could tell, so it's very weird. I'm actually sitting across from Andrew for the first time.
0: Yeah, this is no longer a multinational podcast. An international <laughs> podcast. Yeah. It's
1: just national.
0: Yeah, we're local this year. Um, so yeah, shall we get right into episode one?
1: I think so. I don't have any prior comments to make. Um, um, we'll get right well, into it. Well,
0: first of all, what are your just general thoughts on this? episode there was just a lot of exposition i feel
1: yeah it was it was very minimal in tasks i would say and it honest i mean i know we paused it we watched it together too first time yeah. we've done that so that was kind of fun but the 10 like the 10 11 minute mark they were still driving so it, it was a lot of nothing i'd say but it was interesting like there's there's potential and there's character and there's personality yeah i was i have a note the teams coming on definitely knew how to market themselves a little bit better And I'd say there were a lot more memorable teams right off Mm -hmm. the bat. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I think they did maybe a little bit better of a job with the casting this time around where they had like bigger personalities, I think. And I will say that the production team seemed to have like a a little bit of a tighter grip on the teams, like the teams weren't as free. Like right off the bat, they were told to take either one of these two flights rather than just go to the airport and book a flight to Rio.
1: Yeah, right off the bat, you can see where the changes are being made and it's all kind of in tighter control
0: yeah it's a lot more organized too yeah and and well planned
1: and bigger budget because i mean getting right into it (laughs) right off the bat phil is in the middle of nevada and the teams are being flown in by helicopter and that's how we meet them
0: yeah as opposed to last season when they were all just on one singular bus (laughs) we're all getting flown in on helicopters now the cbs money is really really coming in here season two
1: Absolutely, yeah. And then we meet the teams.
0: Well, first of all, I think this is the starting point of a desert in southern Nevada is really strange.
1: It is, yeah, kind of middle <laughs> of nowhere. Um, yeah. And as we kind of already mentioned, it just leads to a long, long segment of driving because they are told to yeah. go to the airport in their first clue. So it's a very picturesque first scene, but I definitely say the convenience of starting in central park you know yeah. as last season is much better
0: yeah okay so yes we get introduced to the teams and one thing that i no- i noticed is that there's a lot more family teams this season we have the first ever brother sister team on the race we have twins we have sisters um we have a mo- mother daughter pair but overall we have a pretty well-rounded group of people i feel
1: we do yeah i'd say i i don't know did we was it you that made the comment last season about how there was no brother-sister teams, which yeah. was really rare? And they kind of all of a sudden went, I don't want to say overboard with that, but yeah, we've got at least three sibling teams. And not, I mean, there are definitely some similarities in casting to last last yeah. season. But they're they're also kind of taking in a new direction, but I think that comes back to what we brought up earlier is that they really looked at personality here.
0: Yeah. I mean there are definitely parallels. Like they were you could tell they were trying to get their Frank and Margarita moment with Tara and Will here. Yeah. Who are a separated couple who are friends but are trying I don't know are they I don't think they're trying to reconcile, but they're
1: No, I think that's of that the might
0: be the same
1: ilk. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well yes. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> and then also with Deidre and Hillary, you said Emily and Nancy vibes. Which yes,
1: literally just means mother and daughter. But
0: well, you know, they did say in their intro that um, Hillary was a little bit more impulsive and a little bit more like has that young energy, whereas Deidre prefers things to be more planned and um, not as impulsive.
1: That's true. That's fair. That's fair.
0: So, yeah, I just have the teams written down here. Do you want to just give quick thoughts on everybody? I
1: think so. As you yeah. can even
0: remember? Okay. So for the first team we get introduced to are Blake and Paige, who are siblings, and they're from Texas. Yeah first ever brother sister team on the race they had a big showing i think they were showed a lot this episode
1: they they're one of the ones who i definitely saw the personality coming through in again you know their casting team went big yeah and i think these two i i think they're gonna be around for a while
0: i agree yeah i think well while they're young i think they do have a good shot of doing well yes and yeah they didn't win this leg but they were about to but then they got lost but
1: well spoilers
0: Oh, yes. Sorry. (laughs) Whatever. We're here. We're here. And then next is Hope and Norm, which are parents. They're completely normal people, it seems to me. We're married for 15 years. Do you remember them?
1: Not particularly. Yeah. Uh, You know.
0: They just seem like your normal everyday couple. They live in the suburbs. He works a corporate job, I feel.
1: Yeah. They're nice. Yeah.
0: They're nice people. They have wine and board game night once a week. They're they're people we know. They are your neighbor. They are your brother. They are your sister. They are hope and norm.
1: Okay. That's a much deeper analysis than I was ever going to give.
0: And I think they...
1: What is that straight out of the Bible? They are your neighbor. They are your friend.
0: Okay. Well, I think... Yeah, I actually have... I can't even picture what they look like, I know, so we're spending way too long on them. Okay, next. Oswald and Danny. I think they hold a lot of promise to me.
1: They're fun. They're going to be fun. Yeah. They're going to be positive, I think. They're going to be... There's going to be good energy.
0: Yeah, and straight off the bat, they said the hardest thing for them will be flying coach. <laughs> it's hard to go from champagne to 7-Up, they said.
1: That's the energy. Like, that, I think, is an energy we didn't have last season. No. And I'm, I'm happy to have it.
0: Yeah, they didn't have much to do this episode, but I think they'll really flourish later. Yeah. Um. And then moving to... We spoke about Tara and Will um i think they are great casting i think they're going to provide a lot of entertainment and we already saw that will is demonstrably psycho
1: i think you can already see here you know we talked about in the recap the the edit and the casting of the villains and i feel like
0: that's right from the first episode we're seeing they're being put in that role they're being
1: cast as the villains so i think we're going to see a lot of that
0: yeah and I think the casting team also really loves a will they won't they type of situation, and that's what they are because they're formerly married but now separated. So,
1: well, that's you got to hold on to tension. You got to have tension. Yeah. That's what makes it work.
0: Especially with all these these family teams, which they said and which we talked about in the recap episode that the casting team for the first season they didn't really like family teams because they didn't provide any drama, because they had good relationships already.
1: Well, in a family, you fight, you have a big yeah, you, you blow up, but nothing's gonna change about your relationship Mm
0: -hmm. which is the case for deidre and hillary our mother and daughter nancy and emily part two that's all i have for that
1: That, yeah that's about it they seem nice that's it they seem nice yeah
0: Yeah. and then next there are chris and alex who are friends from boston who i do not have any impression no
1: i think they finished like eighth or something like they're yeah they didn't get a lot of airtime therefore no solid opinion they're from boston
0: so they kind of have an accent right i think
1: Boston does have an accent, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I didn't even hear it on the, the show.
0: Okay. So moving to some folks with a spiritual advantage, they said. <laughs> um, Cindy and Russell, married pastors.
1: Yeah. We already got a line about, you know, things happening in God's grace. It was yeah. God's plan. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of that. I think it's going to be fun. And yeah. I feel like because of that too, though, there's going to be an overwhelming positivity, which which will be nice, which will be interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think, yeah, they're definitely going to be... a an interesting team
1: yeah
0: and one that we can't really draw a parallel to from season one
1: that is true yeah they're kind of new territory Uh, yeah
0: yeah i think so okay so next the next team introduced is the standout team to me peggy and claire AKA the Gutsy Grannies, which is a phenomenal name, by the way.
1: They, yeah, they even had it in, embroidered in the, or knitted into their yeah. sweaters they were wearing, which is awesome.
0: They got their Team Guido branding.
1: They really do. Yeah, yeah Team, team Guido was written on everything they yeah. owned.
0: Yeah. This very much so seems to be our team. They were like very animated, very passionate, and they just seemed to be very elated to be there.
1: They were having a good every time. Every step of the way. They're having a good time.
0: Yeah. Okay, and then we move to a little bit of a strange relationship title of Former Roommates with Gary and Dave.
1: Yeah, Former Roommates. Because what was it in their introduction? They said something about, like, they're not enemies. Are they enemies. friends? They're, like, they're, they said something about enemies, but not that they are enemies, but they're... I, I don't even know what that means, so I'm interested to see.
0: Yeah. It's like, that's usually not a title that a team has on The Amazing Race Former Roommates.
1: Yeah, because... <laughs> I don't know it's what like, to It's like, you guys
0: me. aren't... You can't call yourself friends, so you're former roommates? And they they say in their intro that they're going to do everything short of a felony to win the race. So, I mean, that's the energy I like to see.
1: That's, that's your energy.
0: Which, yeah. <laughs> and to me, Gary and Dave, they gave first boot energy while I was watching this. They gave what? First boot. I thought they were going to be out of here first. Oh. For some reason. I just had this feeling, but that wasn't the case. No. And then... The next team here is introduced to us as an outgoing athlete and her sister.
1: That is a direct quote. <laughs> yeah, feel for, for
0: her for the sister.
1: Like literally, your your personality is being defined by your sibling. That's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is Mary and Peach. We're just talking about. I think they could be a fun team. They had a little bit of a spat on the beach. They did. Another yeah. Another siblings duo. Two sisters. Yeah. And then another sibling duo is the final team here, Shola and Doyin, who are twin brothers. Who I also do not really have much of an impression of.
1: Identical twins, yeah. I mean, yeah. they did well. They're younger. They seem very active. I think they're. I think they're gonna do well. I think they're gonna yeah. be around for a while. I agree. Um, and we did, Yeah, we didn't see a lot of them at all in this episode. But I feel like in the coming episodes, we're gonna see a lot.
0: Yes, I agree. I feel like I can see a lot of these teams going far, which obviously isn't the case, but. I think a lot of these teams hold promise to be good characters for the season.
1: Yeah, more so than last season do I see potential in these teams, which makes it good, which makes a good race. Yeah. Because I think, you know, as we mentioned, pardon me, I think we mentioned before, we had done predictions off the bat in episode one, and we were pretty accurate in terms of just reading the teams in season one, but that's because there was more limited range, I think.
0: Well, and last season... The teams that were at the front stayed at the front the whole time, so I guess it was easier to predict in that sense, but I don't know about this season. I'm hoping that it's a little bit more dynamic.
1: I think it will be. I I just have a feeling, but I think after two or three, pardon me, two or three episodes we'll be able to tell. Because I mean, last season, almost without fail, every episode, Rob and Brennan, Frank and Margarita were somewhere near the top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I guess with that, those are our teams.
0: Yeah. And we start the episode.
1: And we say hello to Phil for the first time in season two.
0: Hello to Phil in the middle of the desert.
1: Nevada, USA.
0: Yes. Was he wearing a trench coat this time?
1: He was not. (laughs) Oh. He was just wearing a regular coat, I think.
0: So, yes, they are told to grab their bags and get into a car and drive themselves to the Las Vegas airport. I like have them having to self-drive right off the bat because it kind of tests the teams i think and it shows their dynamics and how they're going to work together
1: it does but as we mentioned before it goes on for a long time which i feel like that was a not dangerous move because obviously the show did well and people knew they wanted a second season but to have like you're at the 11 minute mark in a 40 minute episode and teams are just still driving to me you didn't get a good sense of personality or Mm. character you weren't able to kind of latch on to any of the teams it was interesting choice
0: yeah because i guess they're still kind of just giving their generic intros at this point there's not really anything extravagant going on there
1: yeah no Um, i will say though there was a beautiful shot of the the cars driving in the distance because obviously it's over such a long distance, and I'm going to bet it was a really long lens on there, on the camera, but it was just the cars driving towards the camera, mm. and there's, like, the mirage and dust in the background, and the cars are weaving around each other. Because yes. they're on just on this massive field of a desert. It was a great shot.
0: Field of a desert.
1: Well, yeah, it, wasn't, like like a, it wasn't a hilly desert. It was just <laughs> yeah. a flat field.
0: So... Important to note, very important to note that they make their way out of the desert by looking for a red and yellow flag.
1: Mm -hmm. We have switched
0: it up from the first season, which was uh, yellow and white. So now we're moving to the signature red and yellow.
1: And why did they do that? Which
0: supposedly, I don't know if this is true, I just saw people saying this online, which is a very credible source, people online, that they changed the flag because the color of the Vatican flag is yellow and white. So supposedly we there were some
1: confused Catholics,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who were seeing seeing their their flag around the world and being like, "Oh, <laughs> the Pope." <I> don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't That's know. absolutely why they changed the flag. Yeah. Either way, there's a different flag here on out. Yes, which is something I didn't even pick up in season one, though. I think I wasn't. Because it has been yellow and red ever since. It has. And I didn't even notice that in season one. Did you? Like, did you pick Yeah,
0: no, I did notice that. But it wasn't, like, it's a pretty inconsequential detail.
1: Oh, That's fair. Yeah, I never picked up on that. But yeah, so they send them to the airport in Las Vegas. And they've started giving them flights to take now. They give them the flight numbers. Because in season one, it was just get from here to here. But now there's three flights they're allowed to be on. Well,
0: in season one, they told them what airline to take. Well, in the first episode, at least, I remember. Sometimes. yeah. But, I well, maybe that's just because it's the first one. We'll see what they do later down the line. But the Gutsy Grannies, they're giving me life right off the bat with a quote here. Oh. They say, The Gutsy Grannies aren't exactly tough. It would be nice if we were tougher... But we are shrewd, and sometimes we're almost fast.
1: I think, yeah, episode title right there, somewhere in there.
0: Somewhere in there, not the whole thing, because there's got to be a word limit on titles, but... And we also learned that one of Alex and Chris uh, played soccer in Brazil for six months, and he can speak Portuguese.
1: Well, because, yeah, did we say, though, that they have to get to Rio de Janeiro, oh, Brazil? Yeah. yeah, so the clue... This is, wow, we, we're yeah, a little, is we're, a little rus- we're a little rusty, yeah. a little rusty, <laughs> <laughs> a little rusty sorry. The clue tells them to take one of three air, one of three flights, and their destination is Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Yep. Yeah. And so, which what whoever it is from Alex and Chris played soccer there for a little bit, so speaks Portuguese. So that's it, yeah. kind of an advantage.
0: And I think a couple other people speak Portuguese as well because there was that one guy who was talking about needing to convert because he's Jewish to the taxi driver.
1: That is true. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> well, we'll get to that, because that, that warrants a little bit of explanation.
0: Portuguese seems like an unlikely language for people to speak, but I guess here we are. For Americans, I mean.
1: I guess, yeah. I don't know.
0: Because, like, if you're going to learn a language, you would think you're, you're going to learn Spanish, French, German, Italian, not Portuguese. I don't know.
1: Family heritage, most likely. I guess so.
0: Yeah, maybe. So, yes, we get to the airport, and the fastest flight is the American Airlines flight, which only has spots for seven teams to get on the flight, and then the other four teams are on a flight two hours and 15 minutes later.
1: Yeah. Which is, this is something that they do now all the time in the shows. But honestly, yeah. I kind of preferred, I almost preferred the season one style
0: mm-hmm. of
1: just kind of get on a flight. Cause here I feel like when it's allotted, like you, oh, you're only the first seven teams, you know that you're going to do well in this yeah. leg. And for the other teams, you're already kind of discouraged. Mm-hmm. Whereas last season, that wasn't really a thing. Cause you didn't always have a gauge of where you were. Yeah. So I almost don't like this, now that I've seen another another version of it.
0: Because it puts the four teams that are behind, who are Oswald and Danny, the Gutsy Grannies, Deidre and Hillary and Gary and Dave. They're behind it. They're not going to be able to recover from this. And right off the bat, we pretty much know that one of these teams are going to be eliminated.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I don't love this. I, pref- I honestly preferred what they did last season.
0: Yeah. And the Gutsy Grannies have another quote here, and they say, if we get knocked off on the first day, I'll die. So... That would probably be my attitude as well. If I got knocked off the first day, I think I would also die.
1: That would be your attitude. Yeah,
0: it would be. It would be life ending. Wow. Well, I think I would be in a rut for a few months, maybe.
1: Okay, this is concerning. I think Andrew would fall into a deep depression. That's good to note. Well,
0: it's kind of humiliating, isn't it?
1: It's humiliating, yeah. Especially yeah. considering we have a podcast. So if we went on and got knocked off, we yeah. would. We would. You know what people would be using our email for? Ridiculing us. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, there's some airport drama.
0: Is there? No, the drama came from the the booth oh, at the hotel. Oh yes, place. my bad.
1: Yes, my bad. No airport drama. Myself.
0: It was pretty cut and dry, straightforward here. Teams arrive in Rio, and the first task is to go to the Christ the Redeemer statue.
1: I will say they're getting much better at telling us where teams are. We brought this up last season the mm-hmm. having the currently in whatever place they were able to tell us who was on which flight, which was nice yes. so that hopefully they'll just get better and better at that well we know they get better and well, better they have at that. to
0: yeah the production yeah once again seems much more organized in that sense yes and something that I realized about these early seasons like as opposed to the later ones is that they're still able to go to these big world-renowned landmarks because it's a new show, whereas now they're on season 35 and they've already been to all the big landmarks. So they don't go there anymore.
1: I mean, I don't think the big landmarks lose any of their appeal because for a lot of these people, it is probably still the first mm-hmm. time they're seeing it. I think in this case, it it just almost works better as well because this is the first time the show's touching South America. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, I think, you've got what, you've got Christ the Redeemer, you've got Machu Picchu, like, you've you've got Mm an allotment of things there that are big landmarks, so they definitely were trying to hit all of these.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that they chose South America, because that's really the one place they didn't go, other than, I don't know, Oceania, again, we can't pronounce that, but...
1: Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, I forget how to pronounce it, I've just pronounced it the way I know how to.
0: Um... So, yeah, Peach got motion sick on the drive up the statue. But Mary and Peach, they do get there in first place. And, yeah, this is where we see the, the little place markers, which is great to see. And I have here the second flight arrives at one fifteen p.m. Okay, so, yeah, let's talk about this now. So, Gary from the... Former roommates team. When they're on their ta- in their taxi to Christ the Redeemer, he tells the taxi driver in Portuguese that he wants to co- that they need to go fast because he wants to convert because he's Jewish.
1: So it's important that he sees Christ the Redeemer. Yes,
0: so he can convert. So I guess that's motivation for the taxi driver to be quick.
1: I think that's called manipulation. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah,
0: I'm not really sure what the goal was here.
1: To get the taxi driver to go fast, but what an odd approach to it.
0: Very odd approach, but I mean, maybe he knew he was really thinking meta here, 4D, break the fourth wall, he's gonna be a good TV moment.
1: You know, yeah, do it for the camera, get some airtime.
0: Yeah, and maybe he just wanted to show off his Portuguese speaking skills.
1: That's what he <laughs> chose to say?
0: Yeah, that's the line that's gonna do it.
1: All right, well, it, it did do it. He got on in the air.
0: So, this task is they walk up the stairs and grab a clue,
1: they open the clue. It's cool enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then they, they they get the clue, and then they're told to go kiss Fat Maria, which is a tree at Paqueta Island.
1: So they have to go down, get a boat, and get to the island. So
0: something interesting about the boat is that Cindy and Russell, who are the pastors, they somehow make it on a faster boat. Because, Unknowingly.
1: Like, they didn't yeah. plan this.
0: Well, it was the power of Christ that planned this.
1: That's true. They <laughs> they get on this speedboat, yeah. and their boat's speeding ahead of the boat with most of the other teams yeah. on it. And they say it's in God's grace that this happened.
0: (laughs) That it is. Yeah, because they went to the northern dock, and then the boat that most of the teams had, the slower boat, got there first. So I thought Cindy and Russell were at the wrong dock, or we're going to get on the wrong boat and go in the wrong direction and be eliminated. But this worked out for them.
1: You know, they were lucky. Um, And they get to Paquetta Island.
0: And everybody seems to find the tree without fail.
1: They to Some of them are led to it by locals, but... No immense difficulty.
0: Yeah, not at all. So everybody goes and kisses Fat Maria, and then they're told to go to the Lido Hotel and go to the ticket booth for ILA tours, and they just sign up for a boat the next morning.
1: And there's two boats, 8 o'clock and 8.45?
0: No, I think there are actually four boats, and each are 45 minutes apart.
1: okay. But the, the most of these teams are fighting to get on that first of the two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And we we get these people, everybody's trying to look for the ticket booth, and it's very hard to understand what's going on, because we're meeting all these teams, we don't know who these people are, and there's some commotion at the ticket booth.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of animosity here.
0: Yeah, so I think what, what happened was Tara was at the ticket booth, from Tara and Will, and was calling for Will to come, but Will was nowhere in sight, and then all the other teams came, and then she wasn't able to get the ticket because will wasn't there and then there was some particular tension between will and blake because will and tara thought that they should be on the first boat because tara was there first but it was a whole thing
1: that's not the rule of the race that you got to be with your teammate
0: yeah it was yeah it it was a little bit volatile and after the fact will was lecturing blake about what he did was wrong and he told him he goes you don't have any language skills you haven't traveled as extensively as i have so there and walks away.
1: You can definitely see. I know we said this earlier, but the villain—they're yes. already—they're already really trying to cast this.
0: But could you imagine telling somebody that that you just met five minutes ago that they don't have any language skills and they're not as good as you because they haven't traveled as extensively?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a, like that's kind
0: of psychopathic behavior. But I'm here for it.
1: It's bold. Yeah, it's bold. It bold. <laughs> um, but the the other interesting thing, and this is obviously isn't as interesting as drama, but they're told to stay the night already yeah. which i think on the first leg is kind of weird because they you know sign up for this boat but then they just have to sleep there till the next morning i feel like that kind of loses the momentum of the first leg almost
0: well i mean it's it's probably evening at th- that time don't you think
1: i guess yeah it's getting late that's fair yeah. i know it just seems odd
0: yeah it does because usually it's contained within a day i would think but i yeah. guess season one they did have to stay the night in zambia right before their charter flight
1: oh they did you're yeah. right yeah Yeah, so I guess it's not... I don't know. It feels weird. Maybe it isn't that weird.
0: Yeah, and the teams are um, grappling with should they sleep on the beach or get a hotel room? And it seems like they don't really tell us exactly who, but some people do sleep on the beach while others get a hotel room. Yeah,
1: there's shots of some of them on the beach. Where did they get a fire? Like, was this just set up to make, like... Because you know in those, like, movies where people are stranded on a deserted island and they build a fire? That's the vibe it was giving, but, like... Where did this fire come from? Because that's the vibe they were going for when shooting the teams, like, laying that's, on the beach with their yeah, backpacks. Like I feel like the production team almost decided to <laughs> build a up. fire yeah. just to have that shot.
0: I mean, do what you gotta do, I got for the shot. Yeah. And we get some, a little bit of a spat here between Mary and Pete's where they're talking about um, either buying food or getting a hotel room. And they're talking about how they didn't eat all day. And you made a little comment while we were watching saying that, yes, we're buying food where we don't need to sleep in a nice room.
1: I think here's where I approach from is one of the worst things that could happen on the race is that you get physically sick. Like being tired is one thing, but to get physically sick is like the worst thing that could put you behind. So spend the money on like good food that won't make you sick and that will Mm -hmm. keep you healthy and that, that'll give you much better advantage because you can sleep on the plane, you can sleep yeah. on a boat, you can sleep wherever and you'll be rested. But, you know, we may not necessarily have good, like, good quality food everywhere. So spend the money on that.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I mean, also, I think getting a good night's rest is important. It's important, and but sleeping- if you're
1: tired enough, you can sleep yeah, anywhere.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I think I would also go for that. And I think I would be fine sleeping on the beach. And that's more of an experience, anyway, sleeping on the beach. Exactly. You're in Brazil. You're in Brazil. Say, I slept on the beach in Rio on The Amazing Race. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, and then during this little exchange between Mary and Peach, one of them just goes, and I don't even like you. And it's like, where did that come from?
1: Sisters? (laughs) Yeah. Says someone with no full siblings. Yeah.
0: So we cut to the next morning, and the teams are taking their boats. They have to take a boat back to Rio. And then take a gondola up Sugarloaf Mountain, which is an excellent name for an, for a mountain. <laughs> sounds Absolutely like a incredible. cat. Like, Sugarloaf. Like yeah,
1: yeah, sounds like a good cat name.
0: And each boat is 45 minutes apart. So the the first boat is actually two hours and 15 minutes ahead of the fourth boat. Yes. And yeah, everybody who was on a second flight are on the third and fourth boats. The fourth boat is is all second flight people, but Oswald and Danny managed to make it on the third boat to get ahead a little bit, so...
1: And they're That's brought to Sugarloaf thing. Mountain for a detour.
0: A detour. First detour of the season.
1: And has it changed since last season? I promise we'll shut up about this soon enough, but we just we can't keep harping on it. But it's they just keep building their detours this way.
0: Yeah, they do. But and well, I think it was a little bit better, actually. I thought it was, obviously, mountain is going to be so much better, but the Gutsy Grannies kind of proved us wrong because they did the beach one, and they were still in it. I thought they were going to be out after that.
1: Yeah, no the, the options were better, and I feel like there was more personality to each one.
0: Yeah, it wasn't but, just go to Focal's Pendulum. I will never stop talking about the detour. <laughs> and But there's actually two, but whatever. So the detour options are to... Mountain either, and beach. Yeah, mountain and beach. So the mountain option is you have to rappel 590 feet down... Uh, Sugarloaf Mountain or for beach you can take the gondola back down the mountain and then you have to find a woman along the Ipanema Beach who inspired the song The Girl from Impanema by using a picture of her
1: yes and she's by something like Lifeguard Station 9 or something like they know oh, where she is I didn't know is. they
0: told okay I thought
1: that's what I heard I don't know because I looked up what Portu- what 9 is in Portuguese because I wanted to see how similar it was to Spanish is it similar? I think it's like nove or something in Spanish oh. is
0: okay Yeah, so here I thought, I would have said it's obvious to to do the mountain task, but I don't know. Yeah, the Gutsy Grannies, they did the beach one, and it worked out for them.
1: I'm going to be real, though. Like, as we were watching, I didn't make this comment to you. That's why I asked Chloe when we were there, because I didn't want to ask you what you would do. Well, yeah. But I know that we would end up doing mountain, because I know that I would be terrified, but you would make me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because I think it is the faster option.
1: It is the faster option, and we're young, more yeah. agile and YOLO. YOLO, sure.
0: Yo wait. Yo yo ra, you only amazing race once. <laughs> yo 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 ra Yo Yo Ro. You only amazing race once. Yeah. Y O A R R O
1: Let me type this out. I just so, y- You only Amazing Race once.
0: Yo Aro? Know, yo Yo. Yoaro. Yo, yo, you only, yo, only Amazing Race, race once. once. Yoaro. Yo. So yeah, that's my that's my mindset going into it.
1: Yeah, no, like I would not want to do the mountain, but I know you yeah. would be like, we're doing it. Come on, like it's fine. We're doing it. And I would just, it's for a million dollars. Yeah,
0: and it's not a particularly hard task. It's just more of terrifying. And some of these people, the way they were going down the mountain, they were, were kind of stumbling all around and looked like they were just falling down the mountain.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I've never rappelled, but I've rock climbed and I kind of know how to rappel somewhat. Yeah. So I feel like if you've done it before, it wouldn't be as challenging
0: but i mean it's also not like a flat no it's got there's a lot of different textures going on there it's
1: got a little bit of a slant which is nice and there's yeah i feel like it would be fine
0: so yes everybody does the mountain detour except for the gutsy grannies who go to the beach which i thought was going to be a death sentence for them because they were already in last place at this point
1: but they did okay and they had fun doing it it seems like
0: they had fun doing everything
1: yes from here on like I think here's, a, here's the thing from here on out, it was basically just get to the pit stop because there's so many teams, and they didn't do mm. a great job of tracking them to the pit stop, I feel like. Not but really. that's just I was confused. the nature of having so many teams. But we do kind of see teams one, two, and three arrive in a good order in yes. like a good succession.
0: Yeah, so they have to go to the pit stop, which is Toko Rime yacht, and they have to spot it from Yurka Beach and then figure out a boat to take them out. Um, and a few a few teams decide to kind of do it as a group to pool their money, and
1: they get a private get, charter or something. Yeah,
0: get a private a boat. Which is, this is kind of kind of an interesting concept of you have to figure out how to get a boat to go go to the pit stop.
1: Yeah, Tara and Will just talk to a fisherman. Do like, they? Is, aren't they the ones that talk to a fisherman? Like they just are walking um, there and yeah, and yeah. there's just kind of a guy and they just ask him.
0: Yeah, they're like it's only like a couple miles or whatever. Yeah. But speaking of them, they had a kind of a weird thing. Hold on. That I forgot to mention. Where it was just kind of a throwaway thing. But where they were in a taxi, they were going to Sugarloaf Mountain. There's a scene of Tara and Will. They said that they made a friend on the plane who speaks Portuguese. Who they then called in the taxi cab and then used them to give the taxi driver directions. Oh. Which is wild.
1: I feel like that's not allowed.
0: Yeah, I don't That's know. like,
1: have you, ever, have you ever seen Cash Cab? <laughs>
0: yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, like, you know where it's like call a, call friend, a friend or talk that's to someone. That's what they did. That's literally what they did. And I don't, how is that not prohibited?
0: Well, and the fact that they would have had to ask the taxi driver to use his phone because they don't have phones in this.
1: Exactly, yeah. I mean, and what we learned like from Robin Brennan last season is oh, yeah. you can't buy a phone off of somebody.
0: Oh, yeah, you said they made a rule about that, right? Yeah, I think,
1: like, immediately after that happened, they were like, okay, we need to establish some sort of rule about this.
0: Well, I mean, it was some interesting outside-the-box thinking, I guess. But I thought this was just really strange to see.
1: Yeah, no, it was...
0: Them calling a friend, essentially.
1: It was weird. Who wants
0: to be a millionaire.
1: feel like we should, um... Look into the rules on that after.
0: So we reach the pit stop. And there's no mention of a fast forward at all this episode. Yeah,
1: that's true. But I think that's because Rob and Brennan did it right off the bat last time. And I mean that set the tone for them. They won. But I, I kinda think this is better.
0: I mean, I'm assuming that they're keeping the fast forward as a thing, but I just don't think anybody took it and they would probably rather not explain it since a chunk of the episode was dedicated to introducing the teams anyway.
1: Well, because I mean, season one, they did that thing where everybody had to fast forward every leg Mm -hmm. and they didn't, they don't do that now. It's only some legs. So I wonder if they've started incorporating this. Maybe. We'll have to see.
0: We'll see. Yeah. We'll see in the next episode, I guess. And also something that's different here is that Phil is at the mat to greet everybody.
1: That's true. Last time he wasn't.
0: Yeah. So I was thrilled about this. He's spoken about how in the first season, he wasn't happy that he wasn't able to be at the mat. Um... It's a great everybody, so he got his way this uh, this season.
1: Which, good for him. That's, like, he should.
0: And we also have prizes here for the first place team. Tara, yes. Who are Tara and Will. They went a vacation to Hawaii.
1: Which is nice, too, because that's how it always is now. Yeah. And, I mean, that also shows... I mean, we talked about the helicopters at the start of the episode, but this also shows the, the budget's budget. grown. Yes. They've got a budget, like, a good amount of money now.
0: That's true. So, yes, Sarah, Tara and Will are in first. We have Cindy and Russell in second. Shola and Doyen in third. And then Blake and Page and Hope and Norm. They tied for fourth. They decided to go all together and jump on the mat.
1: Which I appreciate good team spirit.
0: I do like this as well because it kind of it ties you guys together. Yes. And um and you'll start the next leg together, which I think is nice. And you can kind of work together from that point. And then Chris and Alex are in sixth, Mary and Peach in seventh, Oswald and Danny in eighth, Gary and Dave in ninth. And now it is between the gutsy Grannies and Deidre and Hillary
1: and as we said, we really thought the gutsy grannies were out here because they did I the beach task. I know,
0: but they had the celebration of the century
1: It <laughs> was the, the best like because yeah. again, last season I feel like the reactions on the map yeah. weren't as just they weren't as fun no and here the gutsy grannies were were screaming for joy. they like, were
0: hooting and hollering. <laughs>
1: hooting and hollering they were no i'll give you that
0: yeah and you know what i was i was right there with them clapping i was so happy that they were still in it but their prospects for the future are not looking right
1: no that's that's definitely true but you know what i'm happy to have them another
0: episode for at least another episode yes and and also a few other teams were also cheering for them in the back yeah they were at the mat And then, finally, we get to the last team, Deidre and Hillary, who are eliminated. It was a very long, emotional, drawn-out elimination.
1: Very different from last season. Yes. Last season was very much, you're eliminated, okay. They'd maybe say one or two lines and walk away. Here, they gave them a little bit more space, a little bit more room.
0: Well, last season, I remember the first episode, it was so awkward, the elimination, and you could tell nobody knew what to do when they eliminated somebody because matt and anna were just like oh okay it was cool and then they left yeah <laughs> and then we went straight to credits here they're like full-on doing interviews and talking about the relationship it's and emotional really, it's yeah.
1: but they know how to make the tv out of the moment now
0: yes they do for sure so yes that concludes season two episode one overall i thought it was a pretty strong episode
1: there's um, a lot of Potential. I'm going to say yes. not a lot happened, but no. there's a lot of potential for the future.
0: Yeah. I think it was a little bit less thrilling than last season's premiere, but Definitely. I think it was also quite strong. And yeah, the, the teams hold a lot of promise. Yeah. A little bit more feisty and electric, I find.
1: I think when when we narrow it down, when there's let's say eight teams, we're really gonna see some personality. Yeah. There's gonna be some entertaining dynamics.
0: Yeah, that's the stretch I'm excited for, like the episode four to six kind of stretch. Yeah, I like that because there's still a lot of teams left, but the stakes have been raised at that point.
1: Exactly, and they get prizes for whoever wins. Like one now, it's not just about staying in the race. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, that's that's interesting. So overall, I think my highlight teams are obviously the Gutsy Granny. Uh, Tara and Will—they're providing some. Will, Will particularly are, is providing some entertainment, and Oswald and Danny. I think they—they're gonna be really good in the future.
1: I yeah, it's similar to last time where I remember saying right off the bat the t- the teams that were in the top three ish were gonna be around for a long time, which were Bill and Joe, Robin, Brendan. It was and the Margarita. final three, yeah. Yeah. And I remember saying, you know, I think I can see them around for a while. And I feel the same way here. Not as solid as last time as season one, I'd say. Like season one, I was like, they're definitely going to be around for a long time. Yeah. I I still feel that they're going to be strong here, but there's a little bit more chance of variability, which I like.
0: Yeah, I do agree. Yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit more fluidity among the placements. Um,
1: so if you had to guess right oh off the bat God, here, yeah. who? Because we talked about this again. We did this with season one, and I think I was right.
0: You were right. You said Robin Brennan, and I said Team Guido. Yeah, which were both good guesses.
1: But again, it was it was almost easier to predict last time. So it did. This feel one easier. is harder to predict. But who would you say?
0: Okay, so I'm looking at the list, and it's really hard to say because nobody stood out as exceptional racers
1: i know i feel but like i think
0: blake and Paige were really strong
1: i was gonna say blake and page although they honest. are
0: young so that might be a little bit of a detractor for them
1: they're young but that also means they're more active yeah like the physical tasks aren't a big deal to them
0: i'm gonna say blake and Paige.
1: i have like a really good chance blake and page and will and tara i feel like yeah, I feel like they'll at one of those who will at least be in the top three.
0: I I agree, but I, I agree. wouldn't be
1: surprised if either one.
0: I don't know. It's really hard for me to see any of these teams winning. To be honest, like I, know. I can see them going far, but I don't see any winners here. But obviously there are. Yeah,
1: I think maybe after episode two or three, we'll have a better sense. Hopefully,
0: yeah, because te- some teams I have no idea. Like I don't know. Who- I don't really know Hope and Norm. I don't know Chris and Alex. I don't know Cindy and Russell
1: yeah we're gary and
0: dave to. we didn't see a lot of we'll definitely have to get to know the teams a little bit more
1: we will see we will see so um, but yeah i guess that's the end of season two season episode two, one Episode one. yes i think i just want to say to you i'm so proud of us for making it to season two we i did it. not know yeah if we would make it and we're here we're here and like we said we're gonna be i know i said this i forget if i said in the recap or in season one episode 13 but we're implementing some really cool things this season yeah. for example recording in person for a little bit which is nice for a second yeah for a couple episodes yeah we're gonna i'll just say now we're gonna have some guests on some personal guests which will be fun
0: yeah so let us know if you like them or hate them
1: no <laughs> let's not invite opinions on our guests let's well, if, you, know if you, they you,
0: like if people like the concept the concept maybe. yes, yes.
1: <laughs> we don't care if you like them or not they're our friends <laughs>
0: Well, if you hate us, let us know too at our email, amazing race dot
1: Personal opinions are not welcome.
0: Yeah, okay. On, but, on us on the season, sure. And then you could also follow us on Amazing Race Rewind on Instagram.
1: We will be happy to answer any DMs, emails, give or even send us links to podcasts, articles, anything. We love the lore. We love the little details. We do. Yeah. But no spoilers.
0: No spoilers, because we are watching this for the first time. So, yes, I'm really excited to see how the season plays out and how these characters develop and how the race develops and the production and where they're going to go. They seem to be staying in South America next episode.
1: Yeah, which is nice. But, I mean, they have a lot of ground they've never covered before.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay. (laughs) So, that is it for us. We'll see you next week. Season 2, Episode 2.
1: Thank you so much. Bye.